Welcome to the Multiply Church Podcast. This is a podcast all about multiplication. This is how to multiply and make disciples wherever you're at in your local church. I've got another guest on today, a good friend of mine, Micah Hayes. We are going to be talking about all sorts of stuff, I'm sure, over the course of this podcast. But today we're talking specifically about partnership. And so, Micah, man, what is up? How are you? What is life like in the old KC? Hey, man. Uh, Adam, thanks for having me on. Everything's good. Uh, it's really cold. Uh, other than that, I'm surviving. See, I'm from Tennessee, so I don't do well with this, uh, but I'm surviving. That's right. Well, tell me, uh, tell the tell the listeners a little bit about you, uh, just a little bit about your family. Obviously, you mentioned for you're from Tennessee, so you're not used to this cold weather. So uh, tell us a little bit yeah. about yourself, and uh, we'll then we'll jump into our topic. Yeah, so my wife and I moved here uh, to the Kansas City area about three years ago from Tennessee. Uh, before that, I was in student ministry for seven years, did student ministry here for two years. And then back in October, uh, kind of jumped into a campus pastor role, uh, started preaching. So I'm like you, I'm learning a lot, uh, you know, kind of rolling with this, this world that we live in now in 2020 and now 2021 and all that's going on. And um, so, yeah, it's been a real season of growth, but God's been good and it's been fun. Cool. Yeah, man. You are in the same club as I am because we had uh, some children in the midst of 2020. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we're in the famous club of COVID babies, I think. So uh, yes. whatever, <laughs> whatever that club is, but it's, it's something. So I don't, I'm kind of scared. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be in this club. No. <laughs> How old is he now? My son will be one year oh, in man. about on February 25th. That so I don't want to release this podcast, but man. he's almost one. Dude, that is crazy. So yeah, man, it's, uh, it's something else. Raising kids, leading churches, have no idea what we're doing half the time, but Hey, the Lord's Google. faithful, right? <laughs> Google. Yeah, I Google everything. So, <laughs> Dude, that is so true, man. That is so true. Uh, and, uh, I also want to give a plug to the blue Valley podcast since Mike is on, uh, the blue wow. Valley staff, um, check out BBBC pastor speak. They are not sponsoring this podcast. That would be interesting. I guess kind of, they are since they are a partner with us, which is a good segue. Actually, hey. I nailed that segue perfectly because nailed blue Valley it. Baptist church in Kansas city is a partner with multiple multiply church here in West Des Moines. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I think I'm the king of segues now, which is good. I'm, I'm usually really, really bad at them. So, um, so yeah, we're talking about partnership and what that means. And so, uh, this, this whole kind of title for this podcast is going to be called kingdom partnerships because, um, that's the way that I view partnership. It is all about kingdom work. It's all about what we can do together for the advancement of the gospel. And so, um, basically how I want to structure this conversation is we're going to kind of just talk about what biblically it looks like. You're like, why is it important? So I'm going to start with that question off. Um, I think our people know my opinion on partnerships and they've heard it a lot, but I'd love for our listeners to kind of get your feel. Like what, what do you think a partnership specifically a kingdom partnership between two churches? Like, what is that? Why should we do it? Should we do it? Uh, kind of just give me your thoughts on, on kingdom partnerships. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I, um, I think back to when I first started doing student ministry, I was in a small town in West Tennessee, about 8,000 people and uh, going in as um, part-time college kid, uh, as youth pastor, uh, we were kind of one of the only student ministry youth groups in town. And so I, I wanted uh, to be the big, the big one, right? I wanted to have all the students. I wanted to reach everyone. 
uh, wanted to kind of take over the town for Christ and just kind of had that mindset and, and going in as a young guy, just a lot of pride in, um, doing things on my own. And so, um, kind of viewed other churches and youth groups more as competition, uh, than, yeah. uh, partner. And so I quickly learned that that's not a good strategy for doing ministry. Uh, it's not biblical or Christ like at all. Um, and so I actually, God worked on me a ton. As we all know, we start out ministry. We're, we're dummies. We don't know anything. And <laughs> God shapes us up and we still don't know anything, but we were further along than we were. And I learned real quick, just the value of working with others. Um, so whenever other youth pastors would come into town, you know, being a small town, we had kind of a revolving door of youth pastors. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, well, that's one of the first things I would do is snatch them up and say, Hey, we got uh, one high school in this town. All our students go to it. They play on the same teams, they're involved in the same things. If we don't work together to reach this town for Christ, then what are we mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. And so that's where I really formed uh, a picture of partnerships is that um, the gospel goes forth better together. Um, you know, it, we're called to work together. That's the picture of scripture. So I think kingdom partnerships are laying down your own kingdom uh, to work together for God's. Mm, man. Man, I'm going to use that. That's good. Laying down your kingdom, man. That is, I think that, man, that just, I think that just starts this whole conversation so well, because, um, I mean, our church knows this, like we're walking through the book of Philippians. So this is a passage I go to when I talk about partnerships, because I claim, you know, if you didn't listen to my previous podcast, uh, I talk about this, about how Philippians actually talks about this idea of partnering together to see the gospel go forth. And that's scripturally where I get this whole idea of kingdom partnership. But I love that idea of laying down your own kingdom because is not that what like our society tells us to do is to build your kingdom, build the biggest building. I mean, growing up, man, we, I mean, I, you grew up in church. Is that right? Mm, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So like, I mean, growing up in like SBC world, mm-hmm. um, like not specifically with even the church I grew up in, which was blue Valley. But like, when you just think about church in the past, it was all about just, man, how do you get more people? How do you build that new big multi-million dollar facility, you know, with the cool, you know, playground or whatever, like, how do you do that? And not that any of those things are bad. It's not bad to build buildings, not bad to attract kids or anything. But I think, I think growing up, I, I just, I saw, um, and even see it today that people are kind of concerned about pushing forth like your brand, your logo, your uh-huh. name. And like I said, none of that's bad in and of itself, but if, if we're doing it as a source of, um, you know, pride and selfishness, then I think obviously, yeah, there's an idol that needs to be uncovered. And I think the book of Philippians shows us that obviously the greatest preacher of all time, other than Christ, you know, Paul himself, um, was about partnership, you know, that's Philippians one, five, you know, that we would partner together. Um, and then later on in chapter one to see the gospel go forth. And so is there a passage of scripture, Micah, that you kind of use to kind of help frame your mind around what it looks like to do kingdom work together? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about, uh, we preached recently through our church's vision, which, uh, oddly enough, it's called multiply. Uh, and you guys the, stole it from me. The, that's what the I claim. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. You, you stole it. It's fine. Just yeah. Well, we, we paid you. That's we right. I get royalty checks every time you say it, right? Uh, <laughs> Just every kidding. time I say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when we, we were preaching through multiply, uh, preached, you know, the old acts one eight, uh, that is kind of one of the cornerstone great commission 
mission verses and just thinking about, hey, uh, telling the people in the pews, hey, you're called to reach uh, your Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Okay, how are you going to do that? How does one person, how does one church reach all those places? I think that's probably how the disciples say it felt. You're going to be my witnesses. Well, how are we going to do that? They hadn't even been to the end of the earth. They didn't even know there was, you know, in quote unquote, end of the earth. So right. I think that right there just tells us that how are you going to do that? Well, you're going to do that together. Uh, you're going to make more disciples that people are going to go. Some people are going to go, some people are going to stay. Uh, and by partnering together with them, you're going to have a witness there. Uh, even if you're not physically there, I'm not physically in Des Moines, but I want to have a witness in Des Moines through, through the great Adam Bailey and multiply church. Um, so I think that tells me uh, that is key to the great commission uh, to be a witness to the end of the earth is going to mm. require uh, kingdom partnerships. Yeah, no, I think that's so true. And well, even as you're talking, I was thinking about, and I'm going to butcher the reference, but it's in the book of Acts. Um, when I want to say it's Paul, it's got to be Paul. It's either Paul or Peter. I can put money on either one of those. Um, it's been a long day. I haven't had this coffee hit me yet. Um, <laughs> but where he um, he's going around planting churches and he gets like this, you know, um, this vision that a church, I think it's a church in Mesopotamia, if I'm correct, basically says, hey, um, I mean, it might be, I might've been Thessalonica. I can't remember exactly the name of the church. You guys can go look it up. This will allow us to look into our Bibles more. I should have uh, this memorized more, but it's basically, they say, Hey, we need your help. Will you come here? And Uh I kind of view kind of kingdom partnerships a little bit like that. It's essentially like this saying like, Hey, you know, Hey, we need some help over here. Would, Would you guys mind helping out? And I think that's, what's interesting about partnerships is because, um, a lot of times there's like give and take when it comes to a partnership, right? Like even in any relationship, there's a lot of give, there's a lot of take, there's a lot of, um, you know, mutual bonding that's going on. But with that specific instance in acts, you know, you have a, a young church planner that's getting at least called saying, Hey, we need, we need some more help over here. We want to go make disciples together. And I just view that as a cool way for just the church to be built. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like <clears throat> thinking about, um, you know, the Lord and the plans that he had from, you know, thousands of years ago, how he would put in motion this thing called the church, the big C church, where we weren't setting up little kingdoms, but we were working together to make more disciples. I just think it's a beautiful thing. And so I totally agree with you. I mean, I think even your point on, on student ministry and then also with uh, congregation right right now. So like you're, you're kind of going through this with your team and with your, with your church. Mm-hmm. Um, like, why do you think it's valuable for someone in the pew, the, you know, just the average Joe at blue Valley? Why, why is it important that they know we should be doing this? Like, and then, and then even from that conversation, from that question, like, wh- what are you calling your people to do? Like, you know, if we want to be all about kingdom, you know, in big C church, um, like what are we calling our people to do? So two kind of questions there, like, what does that mean for the average person? And then specifically, what does that look like for you guys? Like, what are you calling your people to do in, 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 in regards to the kingdom? Yeah, well, I think it is a bit overwhelming, uh, when we preach to people, Hey, the great commission says you need to go and make disciples of all nations. Mm. I mean, I, I know I've wrestled with what does that mean for me? Do I need to sell my house and go full, you know, David Platt radical on them and, you know, get rid of everything and go live somewhere else. And, um, what does this mean? And I think, uh, partnerships is a big part of that and understanding that we'll know not all of us are called to go out of country or out of the state, you know, we're all called to go in terms of, uh, to taking the gospel to lost people, but, 
uh, God is perfectly content with some of us staying here at my church, Blue Valley and giving and support and prayer. Uh, I think about Acts 13 when Paul and Barnabas were sent out uh, on Paul's first missionary journey. That was a big passage for me when I prayed about moving my family to Kansas. Um, I just began to see that, you know, God raises up people in his church to send them out. And Paul and Barnabas, I mean, can you imagine getting rid of Paul and Barnabas from your church? You know, if you had Paul and Barnabas in your church and then you're like, oh, we're going to send them out. I mean, I just think the pastor was one of the the elders were probably like, man, we can't afford to lose Paul, Mm -hmm. you know, but they sent him out because they realized that uh, that's the call of the church. And so I think without a doubt, when I preach to my people about uh, the need to multiply, uh, the need to reach the nations. I'm calling some of them out to go. I'm calling some of them to sell their homes, to consider taking a job in a new area, to consider moving to Des Moines, uh, to be a part of multiply church. Uh, we just are about to launch at Easter, a church in Leewood, which isn't very far at all. That's in our County, but, uh, that's a step of faith for people to leave a church. They've been a part of for a long time and go to a different one, start a new one that might be meeting in a school or a theater or something. And so, yes, calling some people to physically go, calling all people to pray and consider, and then at the least calling everyone else to support, uh, to be senders, which is financially, um, that's, that's not a cop out, you know, giving of your money to someone who is going, uh, you, Mr. Church planner will tell them it's, it's a, it is a gift. Um, cause you gotta have the moolah to run, uh, to, to run, to do uh, and so giving, uh, right now we're in the midst of a campaign to kind of fund a lot of our initial, uh, multiply initiatives and you're one of them. So, <laughs> so calling people to give, calling people to pray, um, and then calling people to go here locally. Um, if you're not, if God's not calling you to move your family, if God's not calling you to take a job somewhere else, uh, you're still called to go and share the gospel here. Uh, you're still called to go and support. Uh, we sent a team to a church in Kansas City, Kansas. Get this, another multiply church. Have you heard know, about man. this? I did hear about okay, that. Yeah. I think it's so crazy. Like, it's, it's word, interesting. Man. I need to reach out to that guy because I feel like, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. For a lawsuit or? No. Well, maybe. Um, <laughs> now he actually had it first, so he probably should sue me. But I think so. Yeah, I don't know much about it. I just know they they reached out and uh, were looking to buy a building, and we sent a, some some guys down there to to work on the building and. And so just doing things like that, I mean, how can you serve? I mean, that's what multiply means to me is it's, mm-hmm. it is leaving comfort, uh, again, laying down your kingdom to work right. for God's and, uh, that involves getting involved with other people. Right. Yeah. And I think you said it well a minute ago, man, it's, it's kingdom over competition. I mean, that word competition, I think it's one of those words that we don't like to use a lot in ministry because we kind of like, you know, we feel, we do kind of feel gross when we use the word like, oh, we're in competition with, you know, the FBC church down the, down the road or the other, you know, the other Methodist guy down the road. And we're just like, and so we feel weird about talking about it, but in reality, we do a lot of things that kind of promote competition instead mm-hmm. partnership, these kingdom partnerships, they, they tear down the idea of competition and realize that like, man, if we hold to orthodoxy, right? Like we want to make sure that we don't want to, we can't partner with everybody, right? We can't partner with everybody who claims uh, Christianity. We, we know that that can be a whole other podcast topic, but yeah. um, we want to partner together because the mission is bigger. And I was thinking about this, you know, because I've, I've heard objections before um, about like 
going specifically, even if we talk about missions or anything like that, but the objection is like, well, isn't there disciples that need to be made here? Isn't there work Mm -hmm. to be done here at at your local church? And like, I don't want to like ever dispute that. I don't ever want to throw shade at that and say like, no, that's not a thing. But I think that means we have such a small view of Acts 1-8, right? Like that, like we have such a small view of God's mission. Like think about this listener, think about this Christian, like God's doing a thousand things and you might just be only focusing on one of them. Like open Mm -hmm. up your mind. The mission is so much greater. And it's not like it's, it's not like we're asking you to do both. We're just asking you to do what God is calling you to do, whether that's Mm -hmm. staying or going. So have you heard, have you heard much of objection about that before in in the past? Like, well, why don't we just stay here and, and just focus on us a little bit? Yep. So like I said, uh, I lived previously in a community that's small, uh, a lot of poverty. And even in, in Tennessee, people think the Bible Belt, you know, because of the poverty and some things, there was quite a bit of lostness. And mm. we actually did d- deal with that exact issue. We were looking to do an international partnership um, and it was going to cost money, uh, cost money to go international. And, and the, the, some of the pushback was, why are we going there to do VBS and to serve kids and, and partner with a church when we got kids right here that need the gospel and that need help. And, and it acts one eight was exactly where, uh, we went. It was that this is not, uh, or it's, and it's all, it's all these places we're called to do all of it. And again, that may seem overwhelming, but it's not when you think about partnerships. Um, and I think that brings up another important point of a partnership is that it's, it's long-term. Mm, yep. Uh, so often we think about missions. It's I'm going to go here for a week and, pat myself on the back and make myself feel good. Cause I built this church or whatever. And then I'm going to next year, we'll go over here and we'll feel even better. Cause now I've been to two places. And no, I think the key for the church is the long-term partnership. You see that in Paul's ministry and that he was building relationships with these churches. I was, go back to acts 13. We preached on this as well. That's why it's all fresh, but he went through the churches planning churches the first time. And then he went back through on the way back to kind of re uh, affirm and strengthen those churches and it for a long-term partnership. And then those are some of the churches he wrote his letters to and had his ministries with. And so I think a partnership, it's a long-term, it's a long haul thing. What are your thoughts on that in terms of that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and I think that's the whole idea, right? Like it's, it's just not a one and done thing. And I think a lot of times, you know, specifically when it comes to missions, I know we can get a lot of different missions guys on here and talk about this, but you end up hurting, um, said Mm -hmm. partnership. If you're just kind of one and done, like, we'll just help them for a week and then move on. Like, like it's good, but there's something better. And I think that's, that's what I love about kind of the direction, at least Blue Valley and we are taking. And then it seems to be what some of the, the direction that a lot of our churches in our circles are doing is they're, they're pushing for this more long-term investment, right? Like that's like, that's what we're looking for. We're we're looking to sit that sucker in the IRA and let that, let that thing, you know, grow. We want to, we want to invest. And I think, I think something that I mentioned to Derek, even to, to your, to the lead pastor of blue Valley, um, a while ago. And I tell this to all, every partner that I, that I desire to partner with, or I bring this idea to is one thing that we want to do as a church plant, is, you know, cause like I was mentioning a minute ago, it's, 
it's a, I mean, as a church plant, you're taking a lot from the partnerships. You, you rarely are giving and blessing. Yeah. One thing that the church planter um, is able to do in these partnerships is to raise the temperature of church planting in their, in their local context. That's what I tell every single kingdom partnership that I do. Mm-hmm. I want to raise the temperature in your people's hearts towards church planting. And that's going to take a while. Like it takes a long time for, you know, to, to get to that, to that moment. Like people are not just ready to go and say, all right, I'm ready to go, you know, move to Des Moines tomorrow. Like it sometimes takes years. I mean, I worked with some guys and still praying for some people that would come. Um, that's been a year or two. And so mm-hmm. to me, yeah, it's all about the long term. It's all about the long game. And I think not only is that important for partnerships, that's important for church. Like even sharing the gospel, man, if we just, we got to take the long game here, man, this is, this takes a long time building relationships with people. Church plan takes a long time. Like let's just invest for yep. the long haul. So like, it's, it's a big thing. And I totally, I totally agree with you on that. So you mentioned a couple of things that I want to jump into and we'll kind of head our way to the end of this too. But you mentioned, you mentioned going, obviously it's a huge part, right? Like we, we're calling our people to be involved in these churches. We want to part it together. So you're calling your people to go, you're calling your people to give. Um, and I think an element that we have to continue to remember is we're calling our people to pray, right? Like mm-hmm. that is a huge part about kingdom partnerships and people are going to like, Oh, of course, that's the prayer thing. That's the Sunday school answer. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but seriously, like, like ask yourself that question, listener, like how, how much do I pray for other churches? Like that's kind of convicting sometimes. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think what a kingdom partnership allows us to do, it gets our eyes off of us and says, man, there's work being done in Kansas city. I want to pray for those guys, not only because, um, they're giving to us financially, but because they love us. Like that's huge. Like, so how would you view the power of prayer? Like, what do we need to do with prayer? Like, how would you encourage your people right now and say like, man, I don't have money to give. I can't go, but I can pray. So how would you encourage your people to, to go about that? Yeah, well, I, I thought about when you were talking about that, I thought about Peter and John and Acts, you know, when they were in prison and they get out uh, of prison, the angel uh, releases them. They walk out. Where do they go? They go to the believer's house. And what are they doing? They're praying. They're praying for them, Right. And so I think we do sometimes minimize prayer. We view it as a cop out, a last resort. We can't do anything mm-hmm. else. You can at least pray. Right. Well, can't do anything else unless you pray. That's right. Uh, honestly, prayer is the, uh, the wind in the sails. And so, um, I think giving people what helps people is to give them specific things to pray about. Yep. I know you do that. So you have your newsletter, uh, that you send out through email is it once a month or so. Yep. Um, and in there you have specific things we're praying about this location or we have this need or this issue we're working through. I think, giving people specific things to pray about. It's easy. Oh, pray for multiply church. Okay. But <laughs> Hey, pray for multiply church as they look for a place to meet or they are reaching out to this specific segment of their community. Uh, pray the gospel would go forth. So I think praying specifically helps people a lot um, and keeping that before them. And that's something we're wrestling with now is just, okay, we've kind of launched this vision. Um, we've got the campaign rolling. How do we keep people engaged and fired up about it? you know, you get kind of weary, I guess, of it. And people get tired of hearing about it, not necessarily tired of it, but it just becomes mundane, I guess. Yeah. It becomes, oh yeah, it's that thing we're doing. Yep. It's not as exciting anymore. I know you probably experienced that with church planning. It's like, we're going to start a church and everybody's pumped up and excited. Then you're there in the trenches and you're like, "Uh, okay. So I think we're trying to find ways to keep it in front of people 
prayer is yeah. a way you can do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you're right. And yeah, the thing I kept thinking about was, you know, it's, it becomes background noise, right? It becomes that hum that's just in the back of your mind, which is a good thing. It's good to have something like there, but it's the thing that has always drawn me towards partnerships. And it, it goes back to kind of growing up, um, in the, the whole, you know, SBC life of Lottie Moon and Annie Armstrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you polled most people in a Baptist church, they probably couldn't tell you who either of those people are. They could tell you that they, that when they give to them, but they probably think they're actual people living today. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, the reason I bring that up is because it's kind of, that, that had become, I don't think it's, it's, it's changing a little bit now that had become background noise. It's just a thing we do. I don't really know why mm-hmm. I do it. We just do it. And I think what we're realizing in partnerships is that like there is excitement. There is, there is like a name to a face. There's a face to a name. Like, and so when you, when you throw that Annie Armstrong check into the offering plate, you know, come Easter, like you're supporting Adam and Brianna Bailey. Like you're supporting um, Nathan Chang. Like you're supporting those people. You know, I think that's the thing that that really kind of just puts puts some more grit into a little bit more bite into it of just realize like these are actual people. Like don't let it become kind of like that background noise, but like there's real partnership happening. And I think you're right. And I think it just means we have to stay in good constant communication because kind of circling back, this is, it is so easy just to become so centered on me, myself and I. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, I could, I could launch into the importance of the local church here. Like we struggle with this as even in our own Christian lives, let's focus on my family and me. And I think we can do that in church circles um, as well. We can just focus on us, but there's so much more that God is doing and God is just inviting us into something greater. And I think let's not minimize it. Let's not like over, you know, overlook it and let's not let, let it, let's not it become like this background noise, but let's really like, let's get in the trenches. Um, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm all for that. And I think, I think that's kind of a good place for us to kind of wrap this conversation up. I mean, we could go on and talk about all this stuff, but I want to end on this. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to end on this. I, I would say, um, when it comes to partnership, um, like the point of the Christian life, the point of the local church, right. Is to what? To glorify God and go make disciples. Really? That's what it comes down to. Right. That's it. And together, we can do more. So if you could give just one last word of like even exhortation to your people or even just to anybody who's listening of like, what you would say like, man, this is why you need to do this. This is why you should do this. Yeah. I think it's really as, as simple as you just put it. Uh, we are better together. Go back to the garden of Eden, man. Uh, it's not good that man should be alone. You know, it's just that whole idea throughout scripture that, God instituted marriage, family, the church, uh, the nation of Israel. It's this packed together. It's what the local church is, the body of Christ. And uh, forget about yourself. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier about building your own king. Well, we talked about building your own kingdoms. You talked about budgets um, and buildings. And then the third B, you know, bottoms and seats, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what people think church is all true. about. Yeah, and, that's true. Um, you know, those things are great, but that's not the measure of success. The measure of success is discipleship is glorifying God and making disciples, as you said. And so I would just challenge people personally. How are you personally partner? It doesn't have to just be through your church, but can you partner with a church planner who's going, uh, can you partner with an organization internationally that's, uh, planning churches overseas? Can you personally partner with someone? Uh, if you go to a church that maybe 
isn't as engaged or just not able to be engaged in that. Uh, can you help lead the charge at your church and, and getting people rallied around your Sunday school class, your small group? Can you begin to rally them around partnering? And that's one of the things that's cool about our church is our Sunday school classes partner with ministries. Uh, a lot of them have uh, with crisis pregnancy center yeah. or prison ministry. You know, there's partnerships all over. It's as simple as that. It's reaching out and say, Hey, what can we do to help? Not what can you do for me? What can we do for you? Right. Um, and think about the gospel impact. I mean, there is no greater Christ centered way to do ministry because here's the thing. You get no glory. You get no credit. You're giving of yourself. You're giving to someone else's ministry, you're watering someone else's lawn mm. and the fruit that comes up, you may never even see it. We may never get any credit when multiply church, you know, blows up West Des Moines, but we'll know that we had a part in it because we that's supported right. what you're doing. That's right. And yeah. And I think that's exactly the point is that you guys are involved. Like it is not me just doing the work, but you know, this is what Paul says at the end of his letter to the Philippians. He says, the work that you've done, the money that you've given to me, he specifically mentions money. And he says, it is going to be credited to your account. Mm-hmm. In a sense, he's saying, you have done the work with me. It would be as if you were sitting right next to me sharing the gospel. That is how much Kingdom Partners means. And so let's end on that. Listen, if you're listening and you're wondering how you can get involved, either with our church, Blue Valley, any other ministry, or you're sitting and thinking, man, I wish my church did this, like reach out. But think this, like, think, think, I, I want to be involved in something greater and I might not be able to go to that location, but I can, I can partner together to see the gospel advance by praying, by giving, and maybe for some of you and going. So uh, I think it's a great place to end. And I, I think this is a huge topic and I think this kind of just lays a good foundation for us. So Mike, appreciate you, man. Appreciate your ministry. Um, and I know we'll have each other uh, on another podcast again soon. So, yeah, it's almost like we're partners, you know, Oh, boom. No, but seriously, thanks. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I'm excited to see what God does in West Des Moines. Absolutely. So am I. Um, I'm always excited to see what's happening and what's happening in Kansas City as well. All right, guys, that's it for us today. I hope this podcast will just encourage you. We'll just continue to spur you on to more ministry, whether you're in Kansas City, whether you're in West Des Moines or wherever you're at. I pray that this podcast will just encourage you to love Jesus more and to build up his local church. All right, guys, we will see you next week.